The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The road's pretty greasy out there this afternoon. Take it easy as you're heading home from work, maybe wanting to get out of town. Maybe you're heading over to the malls to do some shopping or doing some entertaining. Whatever it is, take it easy. Let me know what you're seeing, what the conditions are like where you are at 780-496-0063. We'll keep you updated throughout the afternoon with Chopper Traffic. Now, speaking about traffic, some interesting comments today from an expert on uh, population and public health. Dr. Kate Teske says when it comes to preventing collisions with drivers and pedestrians, education only goes so far. She is saying that the emphasis on education is really disappointing because she believes it is one of the least effective ways to make our roads safer. Safer. What would make our roads safer? Systematic change in how roads are designed. With more, we're joined this afternoon by Dr. Kay Teske from UBC's School of Population and Public Health. Welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. So when it comes to uh, pedestrian safety, pedestrian injuries, about sharing the road, what is it that you think we're doing fundamentally wrong right now? Well, in most of North America, the way we've designed our urban streets is actually based on great highway design. (laughs) And highway design is meant to allow people to drive quickly without having a, a motor vehicle crash. But when you design your urban streets that way, you're trying to, you allow motor vehicles to drive more quickly than what is appropriate in a city. And that's a disaster for people walking. That means that they have to deal with fast moving um, motor vehicles. And when you get, when drivers are driving fast, there are two consequences. One is they're less likely to be able to avoid being in a crash and if there is a crash the the consequences are much more serious uh-huh. and when they're hitting a pedestrian it's of course the worst consequence so dr teske then what do we need to be doing as we as we look at designing new neighborhoods as we look at redesign maybe in some of our older downtown areas what should cities be looking at I often think uh, it's a a good way to think about it is by comparing to places where the uh, injury rate is much lower. And I think one uh, type of jurisdiction where that's true, which many people are familiar with, is European countries. And European countries uh, have far fewer uh, deaths of pedestrians and people who are riding bikes than we do and far fewer deaths from any traffic crashes as well and one of the things that they've done well in their cities is they have narrower roads much slower motor vehicle speeds and that makes a huge difference so 
those narrow roads that we love to go. We love to go to Europe and we love walking <laughs> in Europe when we're there. And that's one of the reasons. It's it's easier to get around um, when you're walking and it's much more pleasant. There's less road noise. All those things that make Europe a place that we go to and we walk are the things that we tend not to do in our own cities. And we're just starting to learn that that's a much better um, design. And those narrower roads make us slow down in vehicles well most of us right yes yes okay. that is true when we see uh things narrowed it's, you know one of the most interesting things to me is and on highway design one of the things they learned early on when they're de- designing freeways is if you had trees on the side of the road um if someone went off the road because they're going so quickly hit a tree of course it's a disaster mm-hmm. so you'll see that the sides of roads generally don't have trees on them and to do that in the city of course makes the city much less pleasant but it also because you don't have those obstructions um, you tend to drive more quickly so on neighborhood streets where the roads are narrow I'm not sure about Edmonton, but yeah. I know some cities, the, the neighborhood streets are narrower. There's more trees and vegetation, even snow banks in the wintertime. All those things, you know, just make us slow down. And uh, that's a good thing in cities. Dr. Kay Teske is Professor Emeritus at UBC School of Population and Public Health, joining us this afternoon. You, you talk about these com- these communities in Europe where uh, the the accident rates are, are lower, where uh, we drive a little bit slower, where it's a little bit more pedestrian-friendly, bike-friendly, that sort of thing. You talk, I, w- I would even suggest um, Vancouver is doing it better than Edmonton. Uh, there still seems to be, Dr. Teske, uh, an us versus them thing. I, I mean, you mentioned bike lanes in this city, which the city has uh, put in in Edmonton over the past four or five years. And, you know, the bike, the cyclists love it, but a lot of the drivers, they hate it. They think it's a waste of money. How do we wrap our heads or how do we get out of this us versus them mentality? You know, it it does kind of naturally go away over time. It was interesting, just recently there was a survey done in Vancouver about what people thought about the separated bike lanes. And a strong majority of drivers, walkers, and uh, people who ride bikes thought they were marvelous. And that wasn't, there was a lot of um, angst about it uh, when they were first put in. Um, But once they've been in and people have a chance to use them, it makes it easier for drivers too when it's more predictable what people riding bikes do. And that's been found in city after city Mm -hmm. after city. In addition, it rarely impacts driving times. And that's something that's surprising to most people. And finally, the other thing that um, I think a lot of businesses worry about perhaps taking away parking Uh or bike lanes interrupting drivers who are accessing their stores. But time and again, the results in city after city show that, in fact, they actually boost um, sales in their uh, shopping districts. So... I think trying these things out, putting them in place, 
you see that um, concern slowly but surely disappear. And I think that's true uh, for walking. I think it, most people walk. I mean, even if you're driving, you have to walk at some point to get to your final destination. I think people have a bit better sense of how that works. You wouldn't want to be trying to walk on a road without a sidewalk. And, uh, of course, for people riding bikes, especially with kids or women, mm-hmm. don't like riding on just painted bike lanes or just mixing in with uh, motor vehicle traffic and most drivers don't like to have to deal with um, uh, t- trying to figure out what to do around uh, people biking in the same lane that they're trying to drive on so putting a clear place for people riding to go uh, just the same as a clear place for people walking to go on sidewalks is is the right thing to do it's clearly safer and everyone re- relaxes more but i'm going to suggest and i know a lot of people i don't even have to look at my text line right now to, to, to bring up this this next point is that edmonton is a little different than you know vancouver maybe some of these european cities that we're talking about is that we're very much a winter city we drive it's a very large city it's spread out people don't want to give up um uh, their vehicles they, they you know i would say you know it's a small minority that uh, is is using um the, the bike lanes i just um I just think that Edmonton at times is a is a completely different ball of wax when it comes to this um, when it comes to this issue. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. well, uh, I think I hear I hear that a lot um, from different uh, winter cities. Um, the winter issue is is not necessarily something that prevents people from biking. Uh-uh. I mean, most uh-huh. people in. In winter cities, they do some skiing, they might go out for snowball fights, they might sled. We like our winter sports and we're absolutely willing to embrace them. And there's a wonderful writer from Calgary, um, uh, I'm going to forget his name right now, how embarrassing, (laughs) but he wrote a great book called Frostbike and he talks about how in Calgary now there there are more and more people um, who get out and take biking as something that they can enjoy doing in the winter. So from that point of view, I think that there is more interest in biking as a winter uh, activity. And I know that Edmonton people are strong and hardy and that's something that they could do if they wanted to. Now, that's not to say that people uh, can't drive and many long distances. You mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, 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 that Edmonton is spread out, and I absolutely know that every time I visit, I thought, oh, it's spread out. But that um, that means that your longer trips you may want to do by transit or by, by driving, but there are lots of shorter trips that uh, if people felt safer, uh. they, would, uh, they would enjoy the opportunity to go by a different mode of transport. And we see that in places in Ulu and Finland, there are about 10% of trips uh, by bike and even in the winter time about 20 percent of trips by bike in the in the summertime in uh, Quebec City and Montreal uh, there are lots of people who ride in the summertime and also more and more lots of people riding in the wintertime because there is a place for people to ride um, that's safe that's plowed and all those things so you have to give people the opportunity uh, to do it in a safe way and not for every trip but for more trips than they do now. Alrighty, we need to take a quick break here when we come back more with Dr. Kay Teske when we're talking about roadway, road design, pedestrian safety. 
Dr. Kay Teske is uh, an expert in population and public health and and she believes when it comes to preventing collisions with drivers and pedestrians, uh, education only goes so far. She believes um, to make our roads safer, systematic changes in how roads are designed would be a better way than maybe education. Education plays a role, but she says she believes design change would go a lot farther. So curious to know how no turn on red signs would work when it comes to pedestrian safety. Right. So intersections are a really interesting case. One of the things that we ask pedestrians to do in North America is to cross the street at the same time as drivers are making right turns or left turns uh-huh. across the crosswalk. <laughs> in many European cities, they disallow uh, motor vehicle traffic to cross the crosswalk when pedestrians have the right of way and of course because of that there are a lot fewer times being hit it's uh there's been data from north american cities um repeatedly showing that the most common way that pedestrians get hit is in the crosswalk when they have the right of way being hit by Uh drivers turning right or left and so they have the right of way it's not um it's not jaywalking. That's the problem. It's having the right of way, but drivers having to do these turns at the same time, which is terrible. So having a scramble is a great idea, but the idea of a scramble, people being able to walk in every direction to get whatever side of the street they need to get to, the idea of a scramble is there should be no motor vehicle traffic uh-huh. Uh-huh. at all, including right turns, uh, while the pedestrians are moving. And that in my view, should be true of every intersection. Um, I was traveling in Madrid last year, and I was so surprised. I did notice that the pedestrians would go as soon as the pedestrian light was in their favor, and I was standing there looking every diff- every which way to make sure there was no one turning right or left across the crosswalk. Uh-huh. But then I realized that they absolutely ha- had the right of way. There was no motor vehicle uh-huh. moving while the pedestrians were crossing. And just think about most of the people who are hit in North America are elderly because uh-huh. it's so hard to get across that cross walk at the speed that elderly people move in the time that's allotted and of course drivers are you know i got to get this left turn in i've got to get this left turn in and then they make maneuvers that put uh people crossing at risk i was i'll be honest with you i was just waiting for the person behind me to start wailing on their on their on their horn last night telling me to get going and making that right hand turn because it was so new in that spot and i was i was afraid that i was going to have to do the what the you know look at this look at the sign thing um but again it's you know and that front becomes a little bit more of education although I, I i know that you believe that education is not necessarily the the best way uh the, you know this focus on education not necessarily not to make roads safety is not necessarily the best way to do it and we have this this organization this this campaign it's called vision zero and number one on the list is engineering how will we achieve vision zero this this dream of no pedestrian you know accidents fatalities number one is engineering number two is education and changing behavior um and i I know engineering number one for you is is top of the line but education your thoughts on that one well the evidence is pretty clear that uh education programs have 
much less impact on um, safety outcomes than engineering enforcement. So it's uh-huh. it, it, uh, vehicle design. Um, so it is the least effective. It's the one that's been most commonly used yeah. in North America. Um, we tend to rely on it, but it hasn't been as effective. Vision Zero was actually started in in Sweden mm-hmm. about a little bit more than 20 years ago now, and they have had one of the, over that time, they have slowly but surely become one of the safest jurisdictions in the world um, for traffic safety. And that means uh, people being hurt in vehicles and when they're walking or, or bicycling. So for everyone, it's much safer in, in Sweden. And the philosophy there is that when a human makes a mistake, which is <laughs> all the time inevitable, <laughs> the results should not be catastrophic. Yeah. And so you want to design the traffic system so that when those mistakes are made, there isn't something just awful that results, either death or a serious injury that is life-altering. Before, before and I that's let what you, they've done. Before I let you go, and I, we're running out of time here, and I know that I appreciate uh, y- your time this afternoon. I know that a lot of my listeners will say pedestrians have to take more responsibility for their safety. What do you say to that? I say that they are the most vulnerable. It's interesting uh, that when I say that most of the crashes that hit pedestrians are in crosswalks when they have the right of way, that is so important for people driving a multi-ton vehicle to think about. Mm -hmm. You have a machine that can cause death, and I have seen testimony from people who have been driving and hit someone and caused harm to someone else and they are devastated for life for what they did with their machine you don't want to be one of those people please please think about the power you have at your hands when you have that um, steering wheel you are the responsible party that has the opportunity to be responsible or to cause incredible harm. Dr. Teske, thank you so much for your insight uh, on this one. I really appreciate the conversation today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your interest in this topic. It's so necessary.